Hello, everybody. It's time. Gather around, children. For the Ghoul Squad Podcast. Hello, everybody out there. I'm Keegan Preslak. I'm Eric Hoff. And this is a horror podcast where two buddies sit down every once in a while and talk about horror. It's been about once a month so far, right? Uh, that sounds about right. So, hello. We're back. With a new episode. Episode number five. Episode number five. So we're finally, we've got a little run Traction going. going. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we want to start this by, first of all, just saying... Uh, I wanted to give up after the first one. <laughs> we wanted to start this podcast off with saying um, we've been having a ton of fun on our Instagram account. So yeah, it's awesome. We're, we're posting what we're watching. Yeah. So every every horror movie we see, or at least every horror movie we're not ashamed to say we saw, we post to Instagram with the title or the Blu-ray cover. I haven't felt ashamed yet of any of the movies I'm watching. I don't know. You told me you didn't post a I, couple. I rented a few movies, and because I didn't have, you know, like the actual physical box, right. I didn't want to post that. Well, we posted a couple with just the titles. Oh, yeah. Well, that's because, yeah. We got to keep ourselves honest. We should post them all. Okay. But we post almost everything we see on there, and we've been having a ton of fun. Our Instagram is at ghoulsquadfm. I just want to give a quick shout out. We got a message from a guy on there called Slop Cauldron. Which from is Arizona, an, right? From Arizona, yeah, which is an incredible um, username. So shout out to Slop Cauldron for saying he checked us out and telling us to keep it up on Instagram. So Much appreciated. Yeah, I mean, he's really the first person that's that's not one of our friends that we know to even you know contact us at all. So even if he's only listened to one episode. Or even our a, friends don't contact us. Right, our friends don't care either. Um, no, but thanks a lot, Slop Cauldron. So we really appreciate you reaching out. Hopefully you keep listening and hopefully we, we do enough to keep you on there. Right, exactly. Hope to hear from others. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, you know, hit us up on, on Twitter. We're Ghoul Squad FM on Twitter. We're Ghoul Squad FM on Facebook. Facebook, yep. Uh, like us on Facebook. And so we'll, I think that's it for our shills. But anyways, shout out Slop Cauldron. We really appreciate you reaching out. Thank you, man. And so like I said, this is a horror podcast where we get together and talk about stuff. And uh, this week we have a pretty big topic. We've been working really hard on it. And by working hard, we've been watching a lot of movies. Uh, what's our topic? So hard. Uh, we're doing our top five favorite remakes. We are doing our top five favorite remakes. And uh, whenever we came up with this idea, uh, I suggested to Keegan uh-huh. that we shouldn't count um, the thing, the fly, or the blob. Yes. I feel like those are too obvious. I feel like right. that would be one, two, and three. Uh, did you consider those films? Did I consider them after you told me not to consider them? Exactly. <laughs> no, I did When's not. When's the last time you listened to me, Doc? I did not consider them because um, I think a remakes episode would be boring if you included, especially The Thing. Well, I took it one step further. Okay. This is the wrench you've been, you've been promising to throw in? Yes. So I added a few more films that I wasn't going to consider because I felt like they were too obvious. Okay. Uh, they are Evil Dead, Maniac, Dawn of the Dead, and Hills Have Eyes. Wow, okay. So we'll have completely you, different... You will not find those films in my list. Uh, obviously, I dig those movies a lot, right. but they're not going to be in my list. Well, that's a little tease for what's coming up. <laughs> because So yeah, our topic is our top five favorite remakes, uh, and we're pretty excited about it. We've got a, a lot of content in that. So before we get to that, we just want to do a quickly what we've seen recently, what we've been watching. And uh, I'll go first. I go watched for it, um, it for the first time, Stephen King's It. Never seen um, it, believe it or not. I had never seen it. I had never seen it until, until a couple days ago. And you've never seen it either? Is that on Blue? I know you said you rented it, it from Amazon. It's never been released on Blue now. Okay. Um, so I've never, I had never seen it either and uh, kind of blew me away. Yeah, I mean, everybody out there probably has seen it. So they're going to say, oh, you know, what an idiot. You've never seen it. 
I have no idea why. Just it was one that I, you know, I feel like I'd seen. I'd seen Pennywise so often. I'd seen all those images online. So I never felt like I needed to see it, which I was sorely mistaken because it's really good. Um, and what I'd say about it is the first half, it's about in two parts because it was originally a TV movie. Part one's incredible. Like part one is about the kids fighting Pennywise and um, kids fighting an evil clown is good, right? I mean, definitely, that's incredible. And then the second part is adults fighting the clown and adults are boring. We don't care about adults and um, they're just a bunch of like pretty people fighting. It's not good. And it's the kids that we're hoping are going to die. <laughs> right. I think a kid, yeah, you know what? Kids do die in it. So there well, you go. Well, it sounds like it's probably going to be my new favorite movie then. <laughs> if you don't know, every episode on the Ghoul Squad podcast so far, we always talk about a movie that kills a child. So <laughs> so there, there it is. Uh, so yeah, I watched it. I want to make it quick. That movie's incredible, especially the first part. Like I would consider part one of it um, a masterpiece. And then from there, it's it's okay. It's still good, but it's not great. Um, so yeah, I loved it. So what is something you've seen lately? Uh, yesterday, I watched uh, The Lords of Salem. Uh, it was the first time I've watched it since it originally dropped on uh, Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. So possibly three years. And I remember the first time I, I watched it, I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. And I don't know what the difference was from my first viewing to yesterday's viewing, mm-hmm. but I loved it. I was just super, super uh, enthusiastic about it. Yeah, into it. And uh, the only theory I got is maybe just because I watched it alone, uh, I was just completely able to like absorb myself uh, in it. Uh, but I just, I, I dug it a lot. I yeah. guess it gets me more excited for 31. I mean, I can't wait for 31. Um, I didn't love Lords of Salem the first time I saw it, but... Uh, I actually have it on Blu-ray, so that should tell you that like I it I did like it enough. I just couldn't tell what it was, and so I'm dying to rewatch it. Actually, I would love for you to rewatch it because I'd love yeah. to have someone to talk about it currently. Right. I just remember getting like a little pretentiously insane towards the end. Not not insane in a good way, but like pretentiously insane. So I, I remember thinking like it was just like images. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like story is there now. Okay. Now that I've seen it a second time. Now that you know what it is. That right, helps, exactly. Yeah. That, that probably helped. Yeah, knew what uh, I was expecting, right. what I was getting into. So you liked it this time. Loved it. And that's Lords of Salem. Correct. Um, should I go to my next one? Yeah, let's hear what else you've been watching. So like about. I said, we're going to make this segment quick because we want to get to our huge uh, top five remakes section. Um, so I just have one more thing. And if you're, if you're on our Instagram account, you saw that I watched uh, the WNUF Halloween special. And uh, I watched this on Shudder. Which um, maybe we should talk about Shutter a little bit. I tried the. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about Shutter in case <laughs> someone doesn't know what Shutter is? Shutter is a horror, basically a horror version of Netflix. It's like a VOD service that's just solely dedicated to horror, and uh, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I currently canceled Shutter, uh, but it's not their fault. I've just I'd seen most of the movies that were on there, but if you haven't seen like Cannibal Holocaust, Cannibal Ferox are on there, Pieces is on there. Duh! I saw Society is going to be on Shutter. Yeah. in May. Which yeah, is awesome. So there's a ton of really good stuff. And shout uh, out society. Yeah. So it, it's 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 going really well. I also saw Cat in the Brain on there, which is Fulci, right. and uh, loved that. Um, and you know, I was just like browsing the Shutter catalog, and if you go and look like what Netflix has to offer in their horror section, yeah. it. I mean, Netflix is just like a big turd. Yeah, Netflix com- has like compared to what Shutter has. I would consider Netflix like the red box of horror, like just yeah. the most common denominator garbage. And, they, and every now and again, they have really good stuff. Sure. But most of the time, they don't. Some of that stuff could be good. But it's like, I don't want to take the time to find out, you know. And it has, like, the horrible cover art of, like, a girl right. being dragged down a hallway or exactly. through an elevator door. Right. 
Um, so anyways, the WNUF Halloween special was on Shudder. It's a, it's a movie that's kind of hard to see. Apparently, it came out on VHS initially, and then it's finally gotten a DVD release. But there's no Blu-ray because it wouldn't make sense, and I'll tell you why. So the WNUF Halloween special is this really, really cool, basically like throwback to like cable access, local TV news, and VHS generation. So it starts off as just like a news broadcast and it's an it's about an hour and a half and it's a news broadcast combined with this like special news bulletin at the end where I'll make it quick. The, the, they're investigating this haunted house that somebody died in years ago and they have live cameras on the scene with a bunch of people and they go in there and like see if it's haunted. And that's like the horror part of it. The rest of it is just this incredible like put together thing of like fake old commercials like come down to billy's car rentals and we're gonna get you a car but we'll scare you up a deal like all these really stupid commercials that are amazing and then combined with this like cool horror theme at the end that has like you know is this house haunted or not and um the whole thing looks like a vhs tape um in fact somebody is fast forwarding and rewinding for you so like when you're watching the movie um if there's a commercial that's bad it'll just fast forward uh, like somebody's clicking fast forward reminds me a little bit of VHS uh, in a way, even though VHS was something completely different, but the fact that it was kind of being curated by somebody behind the scenes. So yeah, WNUF Halloween special. It, it made me want, I wish I watched it around Halloween. Cause it's like, it's what you, it's, you should, you know, sit down on your couch on Halloween and watch that along with trick or treat and Halloween. So WNUF Halloween special kind of blew me away. And those are, I know I said that about it, but hey, it's great. And then WNUF Halloween special really like uh, worked for me. I, I wasn't expecting something that intricate and something that like dedicated to like VHS generation, like 80s public access TV. So it was great. It was really good. I would recommend it to you. You would love it. Oh yeah. Sounds tight. Sounds fun. So that is that. What is your next, what you've been watching? And then um, let's get to the topic. Okay. Uh, I want to mention two things real quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, the other movie that I've recently watched was Krampus. We've talked about Krampus at length already uh, mm-hmm. on an earlier episode. And uh, same case with Lords of Salem, where it was now my second viewing of it. And, uh, you know, I liked Krampus the first time, but I just kind of felt eh about it. But upon second viewing, just loved it. Just thought it was excellent. And the blue just looked and sounded uh, excellent. So uh, definitely more stoked on Krampus. That is uh, really good to hear. The other thing, not that I've been watching, but what I've been reading is uh, Dawn of the Reanimator, which okay. is that comic that came in the Bride of the Reanimator uh, Blu-ray set. Which we both have from Arrow. Correct. And Ar- uh, Arrow, if you're out there, send us free stuff. I wish, dog. That'd be yeah. awesome. And uh, Dawn of the Reanimator serves as a prequel to the uh, original uh, film. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's only four issues. I'm like in the middle of the third one. And uh, it's just fun seeing these characters in a different medium. And it's like making me hyped to like want to seek out other horror comics. Like I think I want to reread Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash yeah. after finishing uh, this Dawn of the Reanimator. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, that was an awesome little bonus that they included in that set. That's like the main one, right? Ash versus Jason versus Freddy versus the Evil Dead. There was a sequel. Yeah. That I haven't read. But, you know, you know, I mean, there's been tons of TCM, Friday the 13th comics, you know, where they would cross over and such. Um, I don't know much about them, but, like, this is getting me hyped to, like, want to seek that stuff out. Yeah, there's that big one right now called Avatar, the one that Darren Lynn Bowser is supposed to be making a movie out of. It's, like, about a haunted house and stuff. You you know that? It was originally based off a book? Uh, It's based off of, like, a graphic novel or something called Avatar. Hmm. Anyways. Don't know of it. I want to check that out. Um, But, yeah, I don't read enough. I never read anything, and I hate that. 
So I envy that. So that's tight. Nothing stopping you from reading that, Don, right? It's over there on your shelf. <laughs> it is there. I do have it. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Um, oh, sorry. And there's just something else I could read. Mm-hmm. Uh, Society came with the, oh, yeah. the sequel comic. So that's tight. Yeah, so enjoying horror comics right now. That's cool that they're including those. Arrow is amazing. Again, Arrow, if you're out there, <laughs> send us free stuff. I'm just joking. I'm not, but anyways. Uh, so I think that's it for what we've been watching, right? Correct. Well, I guess we'll get into our topic. And like I said, we kind of want to get into it because we feel like it's going to be pretty big. And we both have, I guess, runner-up lists. Yeah, we, and that's kind of why I said it's a big topic because we have a ton of stuff to talk about before our actual topic. Um, so what do you say we get into it now? Okay. Are you ready for our top five horror remakes? I am. So, as normal, I had a hard time coming up with this list, and uh, I may have caused an extra struggle by refusing to watch those movies that I named uh, earlier. Yeah, and I think that was a big mistake. And my idea was like, well, maybe I can uh, shed a little light on some maybe remakes that aren't widely recognized. Uh-huh. And uh, I may have shot myself in the foot a tad <laughs> okay. uh, with that. Um and there was several that I'm pretty confident you're going to name uh-huh. that I didn't even watch. Not because I didn't want to include them, but like I was just kind of feeling uh, lazy as we got closer to our date of recording this. Right. And uh, I just felt like I was running out of time. And uh, they're kind of big. Yeah. They're kind of big. Um, but uh, I'll say what they are if you name them. Okay. Um, I was just thinking maybe we should talk a little bit about what we think about remakes real quick. Okay. I'm like, all for it. On the topic in general. Yeah, me too. It sucks because a couple movies like I don't ever want to be remade, so I feel kind of hypocritical in that sense because I love remakes and I don't mind them. Like most people hate them. But like if you want to talk about like remaking Jaws, yeah, don't do that. Like or like stuff like The Exorcist, don't remake The Exorcist. That would be pointless. Or, you know, recently they remade Martyrs for the US. And that's like completely pointless because it's like such a French film. But aside from like those really specific ones, I don't mind remakes. I guess I'm okay with remakes, uh, reboots, prequels, sequels, because these are characters that I like. Yeah. And so like if you want to give me another uh, addition to their story, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense in the sense of like you said characters like Friday the 13th or um, something like that. But what about something like Poltergeist and they just remade it for no reason and it's just not good? I mean, they did sequels. Yeah, Why, what's wrong with remaking it? What's the point in remaking Poltergeist? I don't know. It, you want? I mean, you were saying you wanted to see more of characters, and there's no characters to see more of in Poltergeist. It's just doing the same thing. But point being, I, I like remakes too. I just I think I'm a little bit on both sides, and I feel like you know some of them are good, and some of them I wish were never made. Right. But I guess that's all movies, right? Uh, why don't you start off with your first film that I guess is on the bottom of your runner-up list? Oh. Actually, let's do bad remakes first. Okay. Bad remakes it is. I have a list of the worst remakes in the world, and I just want to get these out of the way so we don't have to talk about them. Okay. Um, What is the first movie you think of when you think of bad remakes? I think of one in particular. I can think of one very specific. Me too. You want to say it at the same time? You ready? Three, two, one. Now the Living Dead with Sid Heck. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I think that's a little different because the rights are like screwed up with that. We were way off, duh. Uh, Yeah. So Prom Night is mine. 
I've never seen the Prom Night remake. It's awful. It's like, you know, PG-13, just like garbage. Not e- Why even, why was it made? So that's Prom Night. Uh, and you said? Uh, the Night of the Living Dead with Sid Hick. It's called Night of the Living Dead 3D, right? Yeah. Big old turd. Uh, and then from there, uh, I, ha- I wrote a couple more down. The Fog. I don't remember it. So, uh, the Omen. Mm, been too long. And Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. That's a piece of crap. I also have written down on Psycho. The last time I watched the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, <laughs> yeah. I remember thinking, this is fine. No. I remember thinking, this is fine. No. Go ahead. Uh, and I just said I, Psycho as well mm. uh, because the Psycho remake is garbage. And then I have one more written, which is a pointless remake, and that's Martyrs. And that's it. So why don't you go first on your honorable mentions at the bottom of your honorable mentions? Okay. I spit on your grave. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Never seen it. Um, I kind of just didn't like how nasty it got. Yeah. And I'm usually like the guy who's all for the gore and the violence, but there was just no humor to be found here. Right. And I was just, um, I don't know, just didn't dig it. Blown away that that movie has two sequels. Yeah, I remember. Who was watching those sequels? I didn't mind the remake, and I watched uh, two, and I hated two. Like, I wanted to, like, have nothing to do with two. So I, like, semi-agree with you because two was, like, I just thought it was brutality for brutality's sake, and uh, it didn't work for me at all. Right. So, yeah, I spent your grave. But that was an honorable mention. Oh. <laughs> what are you doing here? Well, I guess I'm not doing honorable mentions. I just, I've made a list of all the movies that I've watched, and I put okay. them in order. Give us another one. And that's at my very bottom. Give us another one. The Hitcher remake. Oh, well, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember liking the Hitcher remake when I saw it, but I was probably like, I don't know, young. I have not seen it since. I've recently heard that people hate it, so I don't know. I haven't seen it since. I didn't dig it at all. Yeah. And what sucks is it's like an 82-minute movie. So I feel like so that's I perfect should, for you. So I feel like I should just be super into it. Right. But it's just like so corny. Right. Well, I I mean, I have honorable mentions that I like. So why don't you keep going with ones you don't like? Okay. So, yeah, these are not – these are just at the bottom of my list. Yeah. And these, I gave the, you those. Prom Night, The Fog, Psycho, The Omen, and Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Well, so now we're getting into movies that I – dig but they're still low on my list okay the night of the demons remake haven't seen it pretty fun i love night of the demons haven't seen it uh edward furlong running around for uh 90 minutes it suffers from like trying to be like uh i don't know if this is going to come across correctly but like metal yeah if that makes any sense like that's the type of music that's like playing as like they're trying to like fight off the demons right it just comes off really uh corny yeah but you know it's um i don't know it's a you know that premise is already there from the original, which kind of makes it fun because we're going to get to see this you right. know, again. You know, um, it's just okay. So before I get to my honorable mentions, why don't you give us one more of the ones you like but you don't love? Okay, mirrors. Oh yeah, that's pretty. I mean, mirrors is pretty good, right? It's okay. It's a little slow. I guess yeah. that's kind of uh, maybe what it's going for. It's a bit of a, a slow burn. Yeah, and there's a ton of gore in that movie. Not a ton. I mean, it's I present. Know. I remember one specific scene in a bathtub that I just thought was like one of the like most absurd gore scenes I've ever seen. I know we've complained about it before, but just whenever one character knows what's going on and the other characters don't believe them. And, I hate that, yeah. And they have to you know, convince the other characters you know, for the first hour of the film. There's a lot of that going on right. uh, in the movie. So that's Mirrors? That's Mirrors, yeah. So I'll start with my honorable mentions. These are movies I like, okay, uh, but, n- th- but wouldn't make my list. And that's The Crazies. Mm. It's a Pretty pretty good remake. Yeah, I like it. Um, the Crazies actually isn't even that good from uh, Romero. It's okay. The original Crazies. It's been too long since I've seen it. Yeah, so the remake's good. It's cool. Um, it's not amazing, but it's good. So what's another one? 
a Halloween remake. Okay. Um, I was really hoping this was going to end up higher on my list. I thought it would because you're you're a defender of it. Because I because I uh, um, enjoy it so much, but ultimately length uh, I think ruins it for me. Okay, I have one next on my honorable mentions that I think is going to be on your list. Okay, An honorable me. mention for me is Fright Night. Dude, I didn't watch the Fright Night remake for oh, this. Okay, Fright Night then. I really No, the Fright Night remake is really yeah, good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, And it may have made my top five had I, <laughs> had I watched it. I, uh, I watched it last year around uh, Halloween. Yeah, I genuinely thought it would be on your list. And uh, man, I didn't even think about it. I guess maybe because I've seen it um, so recently. Right. Uh, another example of a remake that I thought, do I need to watch it? But I watched it too recently that I decided not to was... Silent Night. Silent Night's pretty good. It's not really a remake. Do you have yeah. that anywhere on your list? I don't know. No? It's an honorable mention. I like Silent Night. Uh, what's another one for you? My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, I watched, I, I watched it last night. And I'm upset that it's this low because it's fun. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the gore, Tom Atkins. But where it stumbles is I feel like it does a bad job of trying to paint everybody as suspects yeah. that it trips over its own feet. Yeah. I, uh, it's funny you bring us up. Um, it's an honorable mention for me. My Bloody Valentine 3D was awesome in theater. Mm-hmm. Like I remember walking out of theater like blown away. It was I think the first 3D movie I ever saw. You know, real 3D, not the gla- uh, glass, the paper glasses. Paper glasses. That's right. You know, I rewatched it last night. I hadn't seen it forever. It wasn't as good as I remember. And I thought, I don't know. It was more boring than I remember. Really? And I think maybe it was because they were dancing around all the different suspects and stuff. I don't right. know. I just thought it was good. I thought it was really good. But uh, yeah, honorable mention for me. So yeah. I also, I'll just drop in here. Halloween is an honorable mention for me. Um, didn't make my list. I really liked Halloween the first time I saw it. And in the year since, I've just fallen off and I don't, I almost don't like it at all now. But it teetered on going on my list. My top, top five? Yes. Really? And so I just want to mention that the reason is because I think about that movie. That's probably the remake I think about the most. It's like you want to like it. Yeah. And I thought, and I, I honestly think that because I don't know if you guys know, Halloween's one of my favorite movies of all time. I've probably seen that. That's probably the remake I've seen the most, yeah. uh, other than the ones on my top five. And I don't know. I just, now I don't like it, but I think about it a lot. I've rewatched it like four times in the last couple of years. Um, so it didn't make my list. I don't like it all that much, but there's something about it for sure. Maybe it's just because Michael Myers, to be honest with you. Right, like, just that character. Yeah, and and the music, and I love Halloween, Haddonfield. Uh, I read a fun little bit of trivia on IMDb last night uh, for Lords of Say- Salem. Uh-huh. And, and I don't know if this is valid. You know, this is just on IMDb. I'm reading it. Uh, Zombie has stated that Lords of Salem, he likes to feel, is like a spiritual prequel to Halloween. Okay. That's and enough. I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> is totally he, okay is with that. Is he saying it's like the thorn witches or whatever? No. But <laughs> the child that, that she had uh-huh. would be Michael. Okay. Um, well, that no, just no. I'm, I I enjoy that theory. <laughs> uh, that is fun, but yeah, no. Um, what's another one for you? Mother's Day. Yeah, Mother's Day is great. It's a great little home invasion. Yes. Film. Daryl Lynn Bowsman. Yes. Yeah, that movie's great. Yeah, a lot um, of fun. I remember watching it on Blu-ray when it came out, and I just thought, like, I I no one was talking about. It. I was like, holy crap! Like, this is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I totally agree. Mother's Day is good. That's like a film where I feel like it can it was nasty but still maintained its like levity. Right. Definitely. No, that movie's awesome. Yeah. Uh another honorable mention for me that I feel bad about is the Friday the thirteenth remake. So that's one that I didn't find the motivation to watch. Okay. I did watch it. 
I, I watched it with Wes Yerby. Wes listens every week, so I want to give him a shout-out. What's up, Wes? Wes and Slop Cauldron. Yes, Wes and Slop Cauldron. <laughs> and also, Andrew, thank you for your audio equipment. We really appreciate it. So there's our <laughs> there's our shout-outs. Um, yeah, Friday the 13th. I rewatched it. Um, you know, I think it's better than I thought it was, but it's still... It just doesn't really get the essence of like why I want to see those movies. The, all those kids in that movie are like are pretty unlikable. Um, I think the first, the opening of that movie, which takes place earlier than the rest of the movie, uh, where Jason just kills all those kids. Uh, spoilers: Jason kills a bunch of people. I think that's extremely strong. Like they're just camping, they're drinking beer, they're having sex, they're smoking weed, and they get killed, and that's amazing. I'm serious too. Like I'm not being facetious. That part of the movie is great. And then it goes to all these unlikable, freaking beautiful 25-year-olds. And they're all unlikable. You don't like a single one. It's annoying. They just, Jason kills them, and you're just like, whatever. And it's freaking over. Um, so it starts out super strong and ends up not good. Friday the 13th. Uh, would you say that it hurts that there's like that small uh, story point that he's like looking for his sister, that she's one of the ones that went missing? It sounds like what you would have enjoyed if it was just Jason killing kids, which. I would have been yeah, fine with. I think more so is if there was another Friday the 13th movie that was made uh, after this, if this were just another Friday the 13th movie, I would actually probably really like it. Right. You know how like some of the Fridays we don't love, but we, we, we love because they're just Friday movies. Right. If there were more, like if there was a Friday the 13th part two to this, it'd probably be pretty good. But the fact that it just killed the franchise and the rights got tied up right. and new line and Paramount and all that stuff. I just, I'm like, eh, so yeah. Yeah, uh, it's kind of funny. I do like it, though. Where if you were to, like, recommend, you know, one of those, like, entries. Yeah. You know, one through ten, whatever. I'd be, like, more inclined to watch those again than I would this remake. Oh, no question. Yeah. I would, I mean, if I was introducing somebody to Friday the 13th, it's part four. I would introduce them to part four. Maybe one time we'll do a Friday the 13th episode where we evaluate the entire franchise. Uh, I don't know, no. But I think that that would come when we have listeners. <laughs> so, anyways, that's Friday the 13th. What's another one? I'm in my top five now. Okay, so why don't you keep going? I'll, I'll just rattle, I'll rattle these off. The Texas Chainsaw remake. Another one I couldn't find. Motivation watch. Yeah, so it's a lot better than I thought, and then it's is not as good as I thought. Uh, the first half of the movie is really good. I would say, especially the opening where the girl shoots herself in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one of the best shots in a horror movie I've ever seen. Like I rewatched it and I was like jaw dropped. I've seen that scene. And the camera goes through the back and of her head. It goes through the back of her head. I yeah. like, I've seen that scene. I've right. seen it. And I was sitting there like, oh man, that was one of the best scenes I've ever seen in a, in a, in a horror movie. We also want to throw in Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning. It's not a remake. It's not a remake. It's not going to be on our list, but we love that it's movie. It's prequel to the remake. Yes, yep. we are. We love the beginning. Uh, I also want to throw in The Ring. Um, the Ring is really good. Didn't watch that, though. Yep, it's really good. And uh, finally, I'm going to throw in that will not be on my list that I love House of Wax. House of Wax is very good. I love House of Wax. It did not make my list. It teetered on my number five. And I ultimately had to go with kind of a better movie than House of Wax for number five. But House of Wax is awesome. We may talk about it. I don't know. Love that movie. So House of Wax. So Definitely. Maybe it's time to get to our top five. Let's get to our top five. Do you want to go first? I will go first. And it's a film that I'm surprised made it on my top five. Okay. Um, there seems to be a theme among the movies I'm talking about on this episode uh, where it was the second time I've watched it. Uh-huh. Uh, first time was eh. Second time I was like, wow, this is actually pretty tight. Um, 
My number five is The Last House on the Left. Oh, wow. Remake. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it was uh, pretty true to the original's form. Uh, took out the humor, which I guess is fine because, you know, it's just the wacky cops right. uh, in the original. Um, there was just like small, tiny things that kind of like won me over. Like, for example, I can't remember the character's uh, name, uh, the main girl. Sarah Paxton. That is Sarah Paxton. Yes, yes. it is. Oh, well, hey. Me and Easy uh, are, Wow, just another reason to enjoy The Last House on the Left Me remake. and Easy are fans of Sarah Paxton. She's like on the swim team. Okay. And there's that scene when she's like trying to get away from Kruger. Yep. And she's like swimming through the lake. And it's like real dramatic. Like, oh, shit, is she going to make it? Right. You know, and it was just like little things like that that uh, I really dug uh, that I liked a lot. And then whenever the parents find out, you know, how nasty it gets, uh, that's fun. And I won't say what it is, uh, but I was okay with that very end gag this time. Yeah, it's whatever. almost like the film knows it's being dumb, and it was like, hey, we're doing this anyways. You can say what it is. It's in the trailer. Everybody knows what you're talking about. When he sticks Kruger's head in the microwave. Yeah, it's stupid, yeah. Yeah, how is that microwave working with that door open? It's stupid. Yeah. Other than that, it's a pretty good movie. I agree. Yeah. It didn't you know, it didn't even cross my mind to rewatch it. Um, and when I say that, I did think about rewatching it. But when I, I just didn't need to rewatch it. I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I thought it was okay. It wasn't going to make my list, but uh, I agree it's pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's weird to be on your list. I mean, I, I'm surprised. Uh, it surprised me too. Let's hear your number five, man. I also think you should throw in your stipulation real quick as to what is not on your list just to make sure everybody knows. So what is not going to be on your list and tell us why oh, before okay. I get to my number five. Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Maniac. Uh, Dawn of the Dead. And The Hills Have Eyes. Uh-huh. And I just feel like those remakes are so good right? Um, that they were too obvious of choices. And that's why I decided not to watch them. Now, me and Easy don't talk before these episodes because it's more fun to have a little uh, interaction like we are right now. And uh, I will tell you right now that I did not do that. And so those movies could appear on this list. I'm kind of thinking that's yeah. your top four right there, Doc. Um, so having said that, I just wanted to put that out there that um, – that is his stipulation, not mine. Yes. And those movies could absolutely appear on my list. So with that being said, my number five is Let Me In. Oh, <laughs> man. That was, I, I didn't think to watch that. Yeah, Let Me In is one of my favorite. It, it, my number five pick was one of the hardest picks, but I ultimately settled on Let Me In because I loved it. I haven't rewatched it a lot um, because it's really good. It's also slow, and it's also not really a rewatchable movie. Um, these other remakes are, and that one isn't, but I just, it's directed by Matt Reeves. He directed, uh, Cloverfield, a little movie called Cloverfield, which if you know us is one of our favorite movies of all time. Um, I think he's one of the best directors going right now and let me in just blew me away. I like the, let the right one in a lot, but let me in's better for me. Um, which I know is kind of, people don't really think that I, I just like it more which won't be the case of some of the other movies on my list, but let me in. Yeah. It's a uh, Chloe Moretz is in it and she does a great job. Probably some of her best acting, to be honest, that and kick-ass maybe she's in another remake. That's not good. Carrie just want to throw that out there. It's not uh, a good movie. Didn't even bother to watch so that, yeah. yeah, let me in. It's a, it's a great, great love story about two kids. You know, you know what it is. And one of them might be a vampire and uh, what comes with love with somebody that might be older than she looks. And I think I'll leave it at that. I don't want to talk about Let Me In that much, but I, one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. I remember it blowing me away whenever I left the theater. And yeah, I love the director and great, great movie. Great ending to Let Me In too. Great ending. I feel like I've been looking for an excuse to rewatch that movie and I feel like I really dropped the ball. Yeah. I'm not thinking uh, watch it, to watch it. I didn't rewatch it before this and I regret that, but 
I love Let Me In, so I have no problem putting it at number five. Um, so yeah, Let Me In. What is your number four? Pretty excited. I feel like we're going fast, but go ahead. Pretty excited about my number four. Okay. The Town That Dreaded Sundown. All right, that's a good um, one. And I feel like it walks this fine line of, is it a remake or is it a sequel? But I also think that's what makes it so darn clever. Um, as you may or may not know, uh, the original town that dreaded sundown, uh, that film exists within the remake. Yeah. Within the remake. Yeah. And, uh, one thing that I really appreciated is, you know, in the original, the killers never caught and that's not a concern in the remake. Their concern is who's causing uh, the the current killings. Right. But it's possible that it's tied in to the original, uh, killings. And I think it's just a fun mystery that plays out as a slasher. Um, you must have rewatched it before you uh, did the pod, right? Correct. I've uh, only seen it once, yeah. I've um, Whenever it dropped on, on VOD, I bought it. So, yeah. I've, so I've seen it a few times. I've, I also saw it when it was on Netflix. Uh, we love the original, by the way. Netflix. Oh, yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah. I love that it, it's a modern slasher, and it feels like it. Uh, and they don't shy away from that. I love slashers, so I love that it's a modern slasher. I feel like it drops the ball when it when it reveals who yeah. the killers are. Like that that like that's almost I almost want to say it's like a perfect movie. Yeah. Until that point. Um but I feel like it's not enough to hamper it too much. It feels like cuz that movie was put out by uh Blumhouse Tilt and Blumhouse is kind of known for like tampering in a way with stuff and tinkering endings. And uh I feel like that movie was changed. I feel like it's such a better movie than the ending gives it. And I feel like it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And um, I'm not a guy that says endings ru- like will ruin an entire movie for me. But uh, I just remember being disappointed and being like, eh, whatever. Where right. I should have left like kick ass. Like that was really good. And I feel like that's a Blumhouse thing. I'm, I know nothing that that was actually the case. I'm just saying I think it was. I think it was. So what is your number four? So my number four is the Evil Dead remake. And I don't really know what to say because uh, it's not going to be on your list. Because you put them off of it. But yeah, the Evil Dead remake's amazing. Uh, Absolutely. It was weird because when I was making this list, I was looking at all like the older remakes. And then I go, oh, Evil Dead has to be on my list. This is a case where this movie is not better than the original or Evil Dead 2, which is kind of a remake of the first. I, I thought I thought you might throw a wrench in and say Evil Dead 2. Because mm. you know how it's kind of a remake of Evil Dead. Right. But this remake's just great. Um, it kind of gets what Evil Dead was all about, which was just like crazy, like splatter splatter gore and um crazy demons and stuff and the only thing i'll say is that the characters are nowhere near as good as like they are at evil dead like there's no ash and um the kids are likable but not like the most likable kids they're just kind of beautiful 25 year olds like any other horror movie but they do a pretty good job and i thought jane levy does a great job uh as the main character and uh i just love the gore in this movie oh obviously um, but I feel like this is also one film that does do a good job of handling like, hey, something is going on and we have to convince the other cast that it's going right. on. And I feel like the reason it handles this well is because they initially think it's because she's on drugs. Right. There's I, like a reason, you know, she's withdrawing. It's not yeah. like, oh, she's crazy. We don't believe her right away. Yeah. I actually remember not liking that when the, the first time I had seen the movie and um, I don't find that the case anymore. Uh, I think it's a, a little, a little smart point. 
I yeah, for whatever reason, I initially just thought it was just kind of pointless. It was kind of uh, excessive explanation for to have you know why they're there for her to be you know trying to kick a drug habit or whatever, and then just deal with that for a while. I thought it was kind of excessive. Like just put the kids there and have the demons and just blah blah blah. You know, I like my horror movies pretty simple to be honest with you. Unless I don't, um, you know, unless it's art house like The Witch or uh, It Follows, for instance, or The Babadook even. But yeah, uh, you know, in the years since, I've rewatched it a lot, and I just don't even care about that anymore. Like, I just love the splatter. Uh, the cast is likable enough. I don't know. Jane Levy's great in this movie. Like, I don't even know her from anything else. She hasn't really been anything else. But, like, I, like, love her in the Evil Dead remake. So I love that movie. I love her. And uh, has an incredible ending. The prob- Maybe even tops Evil Dead for its ending. It is so good. I'm all for a female protagonist, that's for sure. Yeah, me too. I like how you think it's going to be Shiloh Fernandez. Oh, yeah. For a minute, but it's like, no, he's he's not going to be the hero. Well, I knew I knew it wasn't because of all the marketing, right? Because she was on the poster sure. and she was all over everything. I love her. Like I said, I mean, I really, I think she's important for why I like the movie. I love her in that movie. And um, yeah, it's yeah. a ton of fun. I love how gritty it is. I know I talked about the gore, but it also looks like super gritty. Easy going to get off track for a minute. Okay, this is you love to do this. Shiloh Fernandez. Okay. <sighs> dead, lo- dead girl. You love Shiloh Fernandez. So so bad. Oh. But Noah Se- Segan Sagan? Uh-huh. That dude I like a lot. <laughs> He's like up there with like Anton Yelchin for me. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Um so, so yeah, Evil Dead is awesome. Now ends awesome the remake. portion of the podcast where Easy talks about the men that he likes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, so the Evil Dead remake's amazing. Eric agrees. I agree. Most people agree. The only thing I'd say is that some people don't like it because they're kind of Evil Dead purists. I could care less. I love Evil Dead, and I love the remake. So good, I didn't even want to put it on my list. (laughs) That is true. So what is your number three? House of Wax. Okay, cool. I love House of Wax. And so I've only seen it one time. I watched it specifically for this episode. So maybe I'm hyping it it too much because I've only had one serving of it. But it was just fun. It was just wacky. It was a cool idea. The gore was cool. It's also like a pure slasher. Like yeah. it, it's like it's just a slasher. I love um, it. I love it. I, the stereotypes were excellent uh, in this film. You know, they just worked to such yep. a like I knew what to expect from those stereotypes and just like put a smile on my face. It's awesome. I loved it. Agree. I would hope it would play just as well for me if I ever choose to watch it a second time. It's a incredibly rewatchable movie partly because i really just like the cast right uh alicia cuthbert in particular the main girl um she's from the girl next door and she's just so likable uh yeah i love that movie okay maybe i'm crazy you are is there a theme of the two dudes from supernatural starring in horror movie remakes are one is one of them in house of wax yeah as well as friday the 13th well no i know that i know that each of them are in friday the 13th as well as my buddy valentine one exactly of them. Is, is there any more that they've been in i don't know i didn't know one of them was in house of wax yeah jared paladecki i didn't yeah. know well there you go you learned something who new has day. a great spoiler i won't say it yeah he's got a great scene later he does yeah, no, House yeah. of Wax is amazing. I love that movie. Quite enjoyed it. Maybe we should I, just quickly mention, because people don't like it. So I watched it because you told me you liked it. I love it, yeah. yeah. It was available on Netflix. And the thing that always gets brought up about House of Wax, the first thing with horror fans is, oh, that movie where uh, Paris Hilton gets killed. I don't even care. Dude. I don't care didn't about Paris Hilton. She's even, so old now. Yeah. Old news. Didn't even, doesn't even cross my mind because I just love 
that pure slasher. What's weird about it though is it's a Dark Castle movie. Can you think of any other Dark Castle movie you like that much? I mean, I I, I can think of the logo off the top of my head, but no, not another film. Thirteen Ghosts. I don't remember it. Ghost Ship. Don't remember it. House on Haunted Hill. I enjoyed Return. Is that Dark <laughs> Castle? Maybe, but not OG Dark Castle. They don't make good movies. They really don't. And House of Wax is great. So If I had a nitpick, House of Wax, I don't like how it turns into like an action film at the end. Yeah, but it's fun. It's fun. It's yeah, but I just don't like it. I mean, it turns into an action movie. A little tiny spoiler. The house, uh, let's just say, begins to melt. And that is so much fun. So A melting house? Come on. Uh, it's stupid, but it's fun. I've liked that movie for a long time. It's always It always replays on like cable, like FX or something. Mm-hmm. You can start it from any point and you'll love it. Just because it's it's kind of just like a, and I mean this in a good way, like a generic, straight horror slasher. I also like how glossy it is. Right. Some people, you know, some like something like Evil Dead isn't glossy and I love that. Like I prefer that. But when something with gloss works, like it's like next level for me. I know we're talking about the House of Wax remake, but I really like it. I'm with you. It's fun. Good stuff. All right. Let's hear your number three, man. My no- so my, the next three are movies that you know are going to be set. Let me guess. No. No. Go ahead. Fine. Guess. Yeah, go ahead. Say. So my number three is a movie that if anybody knows me, they hear me talk about a lot. My number three is a movie that people don't like that much. My number three is a movie I don't care if anybody likes. And it's Funny Games. So I, I love, wasn't going to guess that. Though. I love Funny Games. Funny Games by Michael Haneke is um, one of my favorite movies of all time. And, and I'm talking about the remake, which he also directed shot for shot. He directed the first one as well as the remake shot for shot. And uh, personally, just real quick, we'll get this out of the way. I like the remake more. I know that's a little people that like funny games don't like the remake more. And I find that completely fine. I saw this movie first. I like the cast more. Big fan of Naomi Watts. Huge fan. Tim Roth. Tim Roth is amazing uh, of Tarantino descent. And um, I like the cast more. It's as simple as that. Uh, what's his name? Michael Pitt, maybe? Anyways, yeah, he's great. The, the guys in it are great. Um, I don't think I need to explain it. Funny Games is, you know, two guys. Uh, it's a home invasion movie. But <clears throat> safe to say as it, as, it, as it progresses, it gets crazier and crazier. And uh, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that Funny Games in some way uh, breaks the fourth wall. Um, in some way and um, big fan of that one of my favorite things in film is to is to shatter like your expectations and also shatter like the world of film Um, I wouldn't want it every movie but when it is in a movie it always stands out funny games has that Um, I love the way it looks and I was gonna tell a story that when I saw this movie actually the next three movies I'm gonna have stories for when I saw funny games I saw it in theater and I actually took my mom to see it so we were at (laughs) We were out of town, and uh, I was, you know, with my mom, who's, you know, family. We're out of town with, and and I said, you know, hey, I really want to see this movie, and it's here. Uh, we don't live in a town that shows movies like Funny Games, so we're actually in Lubbock, Texas, at the time. And I looked at her and I said, hey, I really want to go see this movie. You can go with me if you want, or you can go shopping or something. She's like, oh, I'll go with you. And I was like, well, we're seeing Funny Games. She's like, okay, cool. Like, All right, mom, cool. So I took her to see it. And uh, if you say funny games to my mom, you know, who's not a horror fan in any way, the first thing she'll say is, do you want to play cat in the bag? And that's funny that my mom knows that, right? Like, that's like a pretty horror scene. I don't know what cat in the bag is. Okay. So if you like funny games, you do. Uh, They put a a bag on a child's head and play cat in the bag. Hmm. Uh, Also has uh, 
Children in Peril, which is a thing I like. Uh, and to, to finish with funny games, I love, love, love funny games. I rewatched, I got the Blu-ray from the UK and loved it. And uh, just to sum it up, there's a quote in the movie uh, and it's, it's uh, th- they ask, um, why don't you just kill us? And the response is, you shouldn't forget the importance of entertainment. And that's what the movie's about. Funny Games is about um, why do we like horror movies? Why do we watch people get tortured? Why do we watch um, horrific things happen on screen? You shouldn't forget the importance of entertainment. So yeah, Funny Games, in love with it, as you can see. So now we're getting into the bangers. That's a banger for me. I love Funny Games. So that's my number three remake. Mm -hmm. What is your number two? You ready for it? Man, we're going quick. Yeah, go ahead. Piranha. Just such a fun film. Never seen the original. Joe Dante, though. Anyways, just Either tons way. of humor. It's 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 literally... You watched two Alex Aja movies. I did. Has that guy done an original film since High Tension? Horns? Okay. Well, Horns is based off a book. Right. It wasn't a remake. Okay, go ahead. Um, yeah, I just it's, it's intentional humor uh-huh. with over-the-top gore. With an Eli Roth cameo. Tell us about when Eli Roth is hosting the bikini contest. The wet, wet t-shirt, t-shirt contest. contest. Yeah, he's got a real specific like name for it. Uh, I don't remember what it is. It's something stupid. Right, it's right. like banana jammers. <laughs> <laughs> Kool-Aid jammers. <laughs> or something yeah. stupid. Tell us about the Piranha remake. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's, I don't know. It's... I loved the Piranha remake when I saw it. Uh, I haven't been able to see it in 3D since I saw it, so it's not something I've revisited. I've never seen it in 3D, and I never. imagine that, that w- I assume that would just like increase. You have a 3D TV. I have the DVD of Piranha. <laughs> oh God! Just, just leave. Just this, leave. This right was now, long before I even had a Blu-ray player. I think the Blu-ray is like eight dollars on Amazon. The 3D blue. The 3D blue. Oh. Yeah. So, sleeping easy, sleeping as always. So I imagine. The film quality would just be enhanced if I got to see uh, the 3D of it. So I did see Piranha in 3D, and it was amazing in 3D. But again, like I said, because I have not been able to see it in 3D since, I just remember there being a lot of CGI um, blood, but that was okay because it was 3D and they wanted to throw it at you. And to watch it in 2D, I haven't seen in a while, and I just didn't think it would translate well. I feel like there's a... Fair share of like practical effects, like okay. uh, Jerry O'Connell, like yep. his fate, um, which yeah. is fun. I liked it a lot. So that's it for Piranha, then. Mm-hmm. That's your number two. That's my number wow. two. Wow. And again, he could not include other films. Yes. You can ask me what my number two is. Let's switch number two is that. So my number two and number one are extremely difficult. I did not have any rules like Eric did. So I picked my favorites, and these are my favorites. I had this movie on my number one. For a long time, and I rewatched my number one, which is now my number one, and just decided it was number one. I say this because these are these two are the best remakes ever made for horror, other than The Thing. So let's not, don't yell at me. And you know they're coming, and yeah, it's difficult. I mean, I would just basically say number two and number one are my number ones. I just want to put that out there, because this is one of my favorite movies of all time. And my number two remake is The Hills Have Eyes. And... It's just Asia getting a lot of love right now. Yeah, he really is. That's weird. I love Alexander Asia. I love um, Aja. We're not really sure how to say his name. Aren't you a real big fan of the Pyramid? He produced that. I just remember when it came out, you're like, dude, this movie's so the good. The Pyramid is one of the worst movies ever made. I see the blue over there on your shelf. It's not true. The Pyramid is awful. No one watched the Pyramid. <laughs> it is freaking terrible. So, The Hills Have Eyes remake is 
um, unquestionably one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I don't say that lightly. I literally mean like if you go listen to our top 10 of the last 10 years, uh, I think Hills Have Eyes is like number four or something. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies ever made. Yeah, I'm not even really sure what to say. I, I, I when I, you know, I was talking about Evil Dead and I said I like the cast and I said funny games and I said I like the cast. I love the cast of The Hills Have Eyes. Like, I don't even know the Buffalo names. Bill. Uh, yes. The dad is great. He's great. He's just like a like a like a Republican dad. That's right. basically what he's playing. Um, Emily D. Raven is the only name that I know in the movie. She was in Lost at the time. Lost is my favorite TV show of all time, so I love that she's in it. She's the younger daughter. She's mm-hmm. hot. Um, and then uh, the dog. The dog is great. What's his name? I don't know. Like Captain or something. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, gosh, we're gonna get. I, the dog is great. But uh, I don't know their names, but the rest of the people, they're just so likable and so fun, and they're just perfect for their roles. Then just brutality. Just I'm, I remember sitting in the movie just being like, my mouth agape, like, wow. And this is, what I would say about The Hills Have Eyes is basically just like a punch in the face. Like, when that movie is finally done and they, they the battle is over, I won't spoil what it is, but the battle is over, you just feel like you got hit in the face. And the amount of gore that's in this movie, the amount of like crazy, twisted stuff, there's this crazy scene where the mutants take over the their camper which is not a spoiler if you know the hills have eyes you know this but um and there's just all this crazy imagery of like a gun being pointed at like a baby's head uh which is just something you don't see in the film and just like such a punch to the face and i i feel like it's a big commentary on sort of american uh the american way in a way because there's a lot of shots of like buffalo bill the dad like next to the American flag. Cause they have, I believe they have one on the front of their car and uh, him saying a bunch of stuff about like, you're a Democrat, you don't like guns and stuff like that. And then like, then these mutants just come in and just blow them all away and nothing he said mattered. Um, and it came in the wake of nine 11 and it came during the Iraq war. And I just feel like you can feel that it feels like a punch to the face in America. You know, I don't want to take away from sure. the Hills have eyes remake because I like it a lot. Uh-huh. Know, I thought it was so good. I didn't want to include it on my list. Um, but I don't want to downplay the original. Sure. So many of those brutal ideas that are in the remake, yeah. they were present in the original. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely glad you brought that up. But I, again, the way that it is portrayed just feels like present for the time in 2005 when this when the remake came out. Mm. But I certainly you're right to bring that up that that a lot of this is in the original. But I think this is just like. I feel like it's turned up to like the nth degree because of like the the climate of the era in in 2004 2005. Um and it was made in 2004. I think we went to Iraq in 2003. Um I just I feel like you can feel that in the movie. So I'm going to stop talking about that part of it. I just think that it's really important. But you're right. That a lot of that is in the original. And the original is good, but it is this movie is better than the original. I agree with you. Um and this is a case where this movie is better than the original movie. Um I can tell you what it's also better then part two. Oh god it's so bad so part two is a piece of garbage i watched that last october and it's rough yeah it's bad um it sucks because wes craven and his son like wrote it and it's just like bad and we love wes craven but like why is that what the movie's bad um i guess that that sequel was originally going to feature emily d raven's character um the younger girl who survives it was going to feature her like going back to the 
um, helping like the military go back and like see what happened to all these people that died. That sounds great. So it would have been like aliens. Yeah. And um, she was busy with Lost. So from one perspective for me, I'm glad she didn't do it because I love Lost and I'm glad she did Lost. But on the other hand, we got The Hills Have Eyes Part 2, which is yeah. an atrocious piece of crap. So do you have anything else to say about The Hills? I don't think you talked about it a whole lot. You love it. So yeah, it's great. Um, one of my favorite movies of all time by one of my favorite directors, just a punch to the face. I had never seen the original when I originally watched, uh, the remake. Right. I think so, I had seen the original at the time. So like seeing all of that, specifically the camera work, if you yeah. remember, it starts, um, at location A and it goes to location B all yeah. in one shot to show all yeah. the carnage that's taking place. Uh -huh. And just as you described it, punched in the face. Uh, yeah, that's what it felt like. It's just like, holy yeah. crap. Uh, it's popping off right now. There's like. You know, rewatching it now, like I, I feel like the the when they when they take over the camper, uh, and the dad is burning on a tree. Right. Um, you were saying that it was similar. You know that those ideas were present in the original, and you're not wrong. But I feel like this is like turned up to like eleven, where like in the hills, West Craven's the, the hills have eyes. It's like on like a seven. This is like on a twenty scale, and the way it's shot, it's the way it's shot. It's like in your face, just like all this stuff happening. You know, gun to the baby's head, like. I just love that movie and it just continues to blow me away. I'm going to stop talking about it, but I rewatched it before this and I was just like, yeah, there's nothing that has changed in my feeling towards that movie. It's amazing. Um, I've liked it since I saw it. That is the Hills have eyes. Um, so what is your number one? Um, I knew this was going to be number one. Well, this um, is before you say it, this is weird because you know, I know you like maniac. I know you like the Hills have eyes. I know you like a couple other remakes, but you said you're not going to use those. So correct. What is your number one? Um, and I'm pretty confident I know what your number one is. Yeah, and so it's do. crazy that you haven't mentioned this film. Okay, at all? Like you now, didn't even, now I'm worried that you didn't even put this on your honorable mentions. Now I'm worried. Savini's Night of the Living Dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, there was no way this wasn't going to be my number one. Uh, this is like comfort food to me. I put it on, yeah. and everything is just uh, right with the world. Um, the cast is perfect. Man, Tony Todd has been uh, Tom Tiles as uh, Mr. Cooper. And we even got Bill Mosley, a small bit part, as um, Johnny. Um, the changes that they made uh, from the original film are excellent. And I love how Barbara is a strong protagonist. Definitely uh, so much better. In this yeah. remake, as opposed to like, she's like catatonic. Yeah. You know, she's like um, barely even in the movie after that first scene in the original. Uh, Cause she just stares at the wall and scared. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Smart change. Um, gosh, it's just, it's such a excellent remake. Um, I'm not going to say it's better than the OG, but man, it's sure. on par. It might as well be neck and neck. I think it's just so darn good. Yeah. I didn't. Um, and you, and you, and you watched the blue. So that's why I'm surprised. Yeah. You didn't yeah. even so, mention it. Uh, Say anything. It, it should have absolutely been on my honorable mentions. I guess I assumed you would talk about it, which you are now. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't put it on my honorable mentions. Should have been on there. Um, I got the Blu-ray from uh, Australia. And there's a region-free Blu-ray in Australia, in case anyone wants to know. Um, because the Twilight Time release is a piece of garbage. And it's also incredibly hard to get. And by a piece of garbage, I'm just saying it. Apparently, it's colored wrong and people don't like it. Um, the blue I got from Australia was incredible. Um, so, yeah, go seek that out. But I, I watched the blue and just I loved it. I loved the changes. I wasn't prepared for the changes. So, like, when it she was your was, first time watching. Yeah, it, right? I'd, I'd never seen it. When Barbara was, like, um, taking, a, taking a, the initiative. Let me stop you real quick. Sure. 
uh, it's great how initially it looks like she's going to be oh, right, scared right. again. But then there's that part wherever she tells Ben, you know, you told me to fight. Yeah. So now I'm fighting. Yeah, I know. Uh, when she starts taking it into her hands, um, I was actually kind of shocked because I'd never seen it. I didn't know that was going to happen. And I just remember her being, like you said, catatonic mm. in, um, in the original. And uh, I also was, we don't have to talk about spoilers, but um, I was also not prepared for the way the film ended. Uh, it's a different ending from the original. I was not prepared for that. I was really excited by that to see sort of because it's a remake, it almost exists in the same type of universe. And so I was excited to see what would happen after night. Uh, spoilers, you kind of see what happens after the film, um, which is cool. Um, bleep me if you have to, duh. I feel like in the original Night Indian, it's like, well, damn, hey, that happens. This? How about this? So spoilers possibly for the Night of the Living Dead remake. So go ahead. Well, you'll, you'll see what I mean. Yeah, but in, now they know, so they can turn off if they don't in, in the original, it's like, damn, that happened? Whereas in the remake, it was like, fuck yeah, that happened. Right. It was a little bit more crowd-pleasing, whereas uh, the original is a bit of a downer. But I have to say, the original ending is... Um, Masterful. Kind of, I was going to say... Perfect, classic. It, it kind of makes it a masterpiece. Yes. That I don't... I, we don't have to spoil it, but and especially the line... Uh, yeah, they're. I think it's they're dead. They're all messed up. Uh, one of my favorite lines ever. They're all messed up. What do you mean they're all messed up? <laughs> I love that. But um, either beat them or burn them. They go up pretty easy. <laughs> um, so I, I would say that the. Uh, how do I say this? The end of the remake is uh, more crowd pleasing, but I definitely prefer the ending of the original just because of it is such a. You know, that's kind of a punch to the face, especially at the era that that came out. That's just what I was going to say. Yeah. So I hate to keep saying that, but in these films, you know, the ones that stand out are, are punches to the face. Um, but yeah, no, the remake is really, really good. Really, really good. I oh, absolutely love it. Did not, I thought it meanders a little bit in the middle where I don't feel like the original did. I felt like, um, my gosh, I can't remember. There's a particular scene where Tony Todd is saying a bunch, he says like the same line a bunch, or he's like, uh, he fights with that guy a lot, and I know Ben Mr. fights. Cooper. Yeah, I know. I know Ben fights with the guy a lot in the original, but it feels more organic, like they are fighting. And in this, it was like, "Look, Mister, I'm done with you." But then it escalates into a gunfight. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but no, absolutely, I don't want to deter from it. I love that movie. Um, why is it not on my list? It was the f- yes. uh, first time I'd seen it. And if you look at these films, I've seen these a lot. The only one I haven't rewatched a ton is Let Me In. Uh, but I saw that in like 2010. And so it's difficult for me to put a movie high on a list if I have just seen it. Right. Uh, but I absolutely loved it. So it could end up up there at some point. Um, so, yeah. So you've heard my five. Right. Uh, five that wouldn't ordinarily be five since I was just trying to talk about different stuff. Sure. Especially, I, I feel like our our... Lists would have been pretty similar had I not gone this route. They would have been. You wouldn't have had funny games. No, I would not have had uh, funny but games. But you would have had. Or the, let the right one in. Right. But let me in is the remake, but yeah. Um, I'm confident what you're going to say one is, but please go ahead and say it. So uh, we're about to talk about this movie. And number one is uh, it's good for us and good for this podcast because you can talk about it too because you do like it. Oh, yeah. Um, so my number one remake of all time, you probably know what it is. It is Dawn of the Dead. Oh, I was going to say House on Haunted Hill. <laughs> so, no, you're going to say The Haunting remake. Uh, just joking. Um, There's just so many remakes I, I can yeah. never find time for. Uh, so Dawn of the Dead, uh, as everybody knows out there, is just one of the best movies ever made. And uh, it's weird coming. It's such a reserved 
movie coming from Zack Snyder. And by that, I mean, he just made a freaking horror movie. Like it's just a horror movie. Yes. He made changes that are more aggressive about the movie, but, uh, it's, it's not as stylized as his later efforts. Uh, but, Oh my it's gosh, definitely dude. there. I mean, his print is definitely on that film. It, it is on there, but it's not. <laughs> I don't know. It's it, to me, it just feels like a movie where his other movies feel like Zack Snyder movies. This feels like. Um, I don't really want to use the word a masterpiece, but it's near a masterpiece. It's freaking amazing. I rewatched it a couple nights ago, and uh, just nothing changed. Nothing in my mind changed. I was just like, you know, I wanted to put Hills Have Eyes as my number one. I wanted to. In fact, I had it as number one for a while. And when I rewatched Dawn of the Dead, I was I was just sitting there staring at the screen. I was like, yeah, this is the best. Like, this is the best. I know, and this is our favorites list, but I was just like, no, this is it. Like, this movie's amazing. Do you feel like a big reason is because of James, James Gunn's script? You know, in my opinion, I feel like it has to be. And I'm not being, like, funny or disparaging for, any, for no reason. I feel like Zack Snyder suffers from bad scripts in every movie he makes. I would say Watchmen's probably his last great movie. And then from there, they're just, they're not horrible or anything. They're just okay. Um, whereas I think the script for um, Dawn of the Dead and being written by James Gunn maybe is what made, you know, because his direction is great. Generally, his direction is really good and his visual flair is great. But uh, his scripts are always bad. I see Sucker Punch on Blue over there on your shelf. I don't have Sucker Punch <laughs> on Blue. Uh, the only Snyder film I have, actually, I have two. Just go ahead and say them. Don and Watchmen? Yeah, Don and Watchmen. Yeah, I'm not even really sure what to say about it. It's just uh, the cast of this movie is incredible. A lot of them are archetypes, but they're just perfect. Um, I would say Sarah Polly is, she really doesn't do acting since that movie. Or she may have, but she doesn't anymore. She's like a documentarian now. And she's incredible in um, in Don of the Dead. And uh, there's a guy, I don't know his name, The one of my favorite characters in the movie is the uh, security guard. Security guard. Main security guard. Yeah, he is great. I freaking love the cast. I love the cast. Um, yeah, I'm gonna backtrack a little. Sure, go ahead. Uh, start of the I'm talking in circles anyway. At the start of the episode, uh, you asked uh, to name remakes that we think are the worst. The Day of the Dead remake. I just don't even bring those up because those aren't even remake. They're just it's garbage. So bad. Zombies crawling on the ceiling. Just stop. Make cannon. Just stop talking about those. They're like fake remakes. It's, I mean, the only thing they have in common is it shares the name. Yeah. Of the original film. The characters have the same names as the characters in the original. And I don't think we need to say we love the original Dawn of the Dead. I don't think um, we even need to talk about it. It's I mean, Dawn of the Dead. It's George uh, Romero. Out of the original of the Dead films, what is your favorite? The originals? Out of Night, Dawn, no, and Day. Um, oh, early on in my horror career, when I was younger, I would have probably said Dawn of the Dead. Um Later, I would have said day, and I might be at night now. I think I've really, really realized that Night of the Living Dead is a masterpiece. I'm serious. Like it's, it's become. It was it was the one I didn't care as much about when I started watching horror when I was a kid. It was the one I didn't care as much about. I cared about Dawn and Day because it's just how you know the crazy Sabini blood and stuff. But yeah, no, I think the movie that might, you know, the movie that's going to stand the test of time forever is probably going to be Night of the Living Dead. Um, if I had to tell you right now, I'd say Dawn. But Night is becoming one of my favorites for sure. Like becoming, I think it's a masterpiece. What about yours? My favorite movie period is Night, but out of the right. original three, I believe Dawn is the best. 
So your favorite? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was just like, wait. So your favorite's Knight, but you're okay because you know Knight has a little bit more history to me personally. No, no exactly. And that and that's what I was saying with all of our lists. I mean, it's always about personal. Like Funny Games is just. I saw that movie at the right time and rewatching it, I was just like, this is a masterpiece. Um, we don't have to talk about funny games anymore. But yeah, Dawn of the Dead. I mean, just what do you think about the ending of Dawn of the Dead? Um, and we're including credits? Yes. I think it's fine. I think it's pretty good. I, yeah, I'm glad they like ended it there. I, I feel like the movie is so good that by the time you do get to the ending, like I'm serious, once they, um, let's just say once they get away, um, I don't even care. I'm like, yep, whatever, whatever happens, cool. The movie was amazing. Like, they had the big action stuff at the end. They had, like, the craziness. They had the people that, you know, infighting between people, which is kind of the scariest part of horror is, like, what people will do to each other. And that's in there, and then it turns to the zombies again. And how good is the guy at the gun store? How good is that whole, like, interaction? Hmm. Um, You know, he's on top of the gun store, and they they play the games and stuff, and they shoot, like, Rosie O'Donnell. And, or uh, Jay Leno. Jay Leno, yeah. They've got those huge like dry erase boards or whatever to it, communicate. It's, it's just, I feel like that is James Gunn. Like I feel like those ideas and the way they're presented and and it's got to be. Okay, well now I got an easy question for you. Okay, land diary survival. Land. Easy. What are you talking about? <laughs> easy. <laughs> okay, diary survival. I have never seen survival. Oh. I only it, I stopped at diary. It's survival. I stopped a diary. But never um, seen survival, huh? Nope. I stopped. If it's on blue, I might check it out, but I'd rather be dead, I think. Yeah. I'd rather be <laughs> undead. <laughs> hey, I'd rather be a ghoul. Um but yeah, I don't know. So Dawn of the Dead's my number one and yours because you cannot include Dawn of the Dead is Night of the Living Dead. Which is great. That's so that's good. fun that each of us were of the dead. Uh, remakes. Yeah, huh? yeah, and like I said, you know, I wanted Hills Have Eyes to be number one, but Dawn is just too good. And it's it's weird. It's you know, I feel weird how good that movie is. Like it makes me feel weird how good the Dawn of the Dead remake is. It's awesome. Yeah, it's so it's good. good. Um, I thought there was a couple more things I wanted to say about it, but we probably talked about it too much anyway. I did. Oh, wanna, I did. Uh, Sarah Polly's husband. No, not the husband. The boyfriend guy. The, the new flyboy. The new love interest. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he is great. Um, oh, we didn't talk about the opening scene with the little girl and all that. Oh, my God. That is Zack Snyder. I will tell you that. That opening scene, the way it's constructed and the way, like, the the the, the little girl, you know, bites the husband and then she runs in the bathroom and has to run out of the bathroom. And then there's this insane wide shot of the city and she's, like, driving out and cars are exploding and a gas station explodes. That is Zack Snyder. Do you know what that is? No. That's the story Ben tells Oh yeah, the original okay. night. Yeah, like those are those events that right, are going right. on. But I'm saying the way it's constructed and right. shot, that is Zack Snyder. So he gets all the credit for that. Um, the opening of that movie is one of the best openings of a horror movie I've ever seen, like ever. So okay, Dawn of the Dead, we like it, and Night of the Living Dead is amazing as well. So that's cool. I guess that's it, right? I wonder if there's any remakes we're excited for coming. Uh, I am really excited for the Leatherface movie. Oh, uh, yeah. because I don't think it's a remake, but Leatherface. I know this is a common thing within the genre now, but I'm just upset with the continuity. Right. Like they're just, I don't know, it's, it's all over the place. But that bumps like, me out. But you like Friday the 13th, and there's like no continuity in Friday the 13th. I mean, like somebody will die, and then they're back, or somebody will, uh, Jason will have his head cut off, and then in the next movie it's not. 
I guess Jason's never had his head cut off, but you know what I'm referring to. Right. There's been plenty of times where the continuity has been broken. But they, but it's existed in the same timeline. How about sure. that? Sure. I could. Okay. That. That's what I'm getting at. That absolutely makes sense. Um, you know, we had a we had a sequel to the original one. Yeah. Which makes zero. But Alexander Dario's in it. And now we're going back. Before the original. I rewatched um that movie and it's not as good as I remember. TCM 3D. Yeah. I watched it uh, last October. It's okay. It's fine. If she wasn't in it, it would be all horrible. It's okay. So anyways, I think we're meandering here. That is it for our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We definitely want to be back soon. These episodes are taking a while because we're watching too many movies. What a boohoo, right? What a, what a horrible problem to have. Right. How many do you think you watched for our list? 12. 12. Um, I feel like that's not enough. I probably watched more than that, but maybe about the same. I'm not sure. And it was also weird how like I didn't do like honorable mentions this time. I just ranked all twelve movies one through twelve. Well, yeah, but you had honorable mentions in that way then. Um, like I, I, I don't want. So you know, the first movie I said was I spit on your grave, and I don't want you to think I was hyping up. No, I spit on your grave. We didn't. We said it was garbage. Right, yeah. Um, I think that movie's okay. But anyway, so we'll end the podcast here. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. We hope that we're back soon. No idea what our topic's going to be because. Um, I know the other day you said sequels. That episode will never come out <laughs> if we decide to do that. Uh, we might do a genre this time, like top five vampire movies. That'd or, be easy. Um, that would be easy. I'm not a big vampire guy. Is Fright Night a vampire? I mean, would you put that Fright Night a vampire movie? Yeah, 100%. That, that kind of holds down the market pretty bad. So thank you for listening to the podcast. So, yes, thank you for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully you have some free podcast time available now and maybe you're sliding us into that slot. Right. Oh, he's saying that because we just found out, maybe this isn't true. We just found out our favorite podcast, uh, Killer POV is ending. We found that out today. I think we almost made it through a whole episode and not bring up Adam Green and Joe Lynch. We love Adam Green. We love Joe Lynch. And we also loved Killer POV. Um, so anyways, I think that's it. We need to stop this episode. So it's been fun. Uh, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter. I could do the next episode just on how much I hate Dead Girl. I've never even seen Dead Girl. Okay. So yes, follow us on our social media platforms. Follow us on our social media. Uh, definitely, if you're going to pick one of them, follow us on Instagram. Oh, so we may do this even before uh, this episode goes up, but we recently hit 100 followers on right. our uh, Instagram. And uh, for hitting that milestone, we're going to be giving away uh, the digital code to uh, Krampus. That's right. And... Um, I don't know. Hopefully we can do that real soon. We're not too sure how we're going to pick winners, but that's something to look forward to. Uh, I'll say it right here. There's a, um, there's a thing online where you can randomize, like randomize, pick a comment out of Instagram randomly. Like you can put it in a program and it'll pick it for you. So we don't, we won't be involved. We'll just click it, pick the name and then you win. Um, So yeah, definitely follow us on Instagram. It's uh, at goal squad FM. And uh, also follow us on Twitter, Ghoul Squad FM. Like us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Ghoul Squad FM. You can actually listen to our episodes on our Facebook, just so you know. So if you don't want to listen to them on our iTunes feed, uh, check us out on Facebook. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. And uh, we'll be back with another episode of The Ghoul Squad. Bye. <laughs> Sing Ghoulsy back up. Ghoulsy back up. Ghoulsy back up. Ghoulsy back up. Yeah, bye. Goodbye, everyone. Oh, you can't stop! Oh, you can't stop! Oh, you can't stop!